Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Last week, I talked with Thane Martin on franchising your brand. If you're dreaming about becoming the subway of food truck, then give all of those episodes a listen. One of the many elements that we talked about was having written manuals so that you're able to train people coming into your franchise. It's also super important that you have a training manual to be able to train employees. And I thought it would be a really good idea to share with you guys how detailed you need to be and how those details will help you to run a better food truck today long before you ever open your second food truck or even get into franchising. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, today we're going to continue on our discussion about if you're going to open a second food truck or even thinking about franchising, how detailed your training has to be. Because you can't be in two places at once, and certainly if you franchise, you want to make sure that all those people that buy your brand are doing things the way you expect them to be done so that it continues to allow your business to flourish. So today I'm going to continue on talking about the kitchen standards and the cooking area standards that you need to have. So let's say you bring in produce. You need to have the range for how the produce is going to be held and where and what temperature. If it's a room temperature produce, that say onions for instance, you want to have that specific range of what that temperature is acceptable to be held at. If it's something you want to re- refrigerate, where's it going to be refrigerated at and what that acceptable temperature is. And then you want to make sure that product that is sliced or cut up or diced of the different produces are being held and then marked as far as expiration times go. So if you're slicing up lettuce in the morning, when does that lettuce expire? If you're putting it on your line, when does it expire when it's on the line? If you're putting out anything, it should have some type of expiration time on it. When should this pan be discarded because it's been sitting out too long? You want to make sure that you don't have expired product. So when you're checking out the food truck or inspecting A franchisee of your business, you're going to walk around and check out and make sure they have no expired product anywhere. So you're going to be looking at every single case. When does it expire? Have they dated it properly? Have they brought it in and rotated it properly? So you're looking for things like not only the case production date and expiration that's stamped on it from the manufacturer, you want to make sure that it's got some type of marking indicating when that case came into the business. And you're doing that for all of the products. And even if you're a single operator all by yourself, do that. That will impress your health department. When they see that all your stuff is is labeled with date, when they see expiration times, they get excited because they know you're one less person they got to worry about. So they can concentrate on the ones that are problematic, that are going to make people sick. And this is all of your food. It's the food that you're going to be in dry storage, that's in refrigeration, that's in a freezer. All of it has to be dated in some way, shape, or form, and none of it should be expired. You want to make sure that you teach your staff and have as a part of your manual what FIFO means. And that's first in, first out. So new product and then another order comes in. That first order should be completely used up before you ever get into the second order. So first into the food truck has to be the first going out. You want to make sure that anything that's cut open is stored properly according to whatever your procedures and policies are. Does Does it get transferred into a Ziploc bag? Does it get transferred into a 
pen and covered with cellophane. Whatever your procedure is needs to be written out so that when those cases get broken open, they understand what the expectation is. You don't leave it up to chance. You wanna make sure that all the equipment, all the ingredients, all the packaging are stored at least six inches above the floor. If you have a freezer, everything should be stored at zero degrees and you should have some type of a span, like zero plus or minus 10. So when you stick your thermometer in there, it comes up eight degrees, you're in good shape. Comes up 12 degrees, you got a problem. The same with your cooler. Depending upon what your state, ask you for your cooler. If you're in a state that says less than 40, I would set your standard at 39. What that does for you is it allows you the little bit of flexibility in going from 39.0 to 39.9, and the health department goes, yep, you're in good shape. But if you have a 40.1, and the standard in your state is 40, you are now over, and they can mark you off for that. Set your standards in your business one degree cooler than what their expectation is. So you never have to worry about them having a more sophisticated thermometer than you've got. You want to make sure that all the equipment that's refrigerated or frozen has a thermometer inside of it. Don't depend on the electronic displays because the health department won't. They'll look at it and go, yep, it says 35, but I'm still going to stick my thermometer in to make sure it's set. it really is 35 degrees. In all of the years I've been doing this, more times than not, the digital display is wrong. And that could be for a multitude of reasons. So I never even worry about them. When someone's bragging about, yeah, I got digital displays everywhere. That's awesome. Stick a thermometer in there. Because what matters is what the health department says their thermometer reads. Doesn't matter what your equipment says it reads. And the health department is going to put it in the warmest place in the cooler, in the freezer, not the coldest place. Because that's what matters to the health department. That's what matters to the quality of your food. So we've, we've gone through so far in the last couple days, we've done the cashiers and the people that greet your guests. We've done a little bit of cooking. So now let's talk about something that's super important and that's profitability and then the shift management standards. So here's some things you need to think about. Does the food truck have all the items they communicate on their menu available? So if you're saying I have eight products, are they all available? Do you have some type of communication system available for your staff so that they know, hey, we're getting ready to run out of a certain product and then you can make sure it's not available on the menu. You can go out and put up the sold out sign, whatever it takes on the outside. But you don't want a guest to read something that you claim you have available and then step up and say, hey, I would like that. And the cashier has to say, oh, sorry, we sold out. We don't know what we're doing. Because that's the next sentence. When you have to say, I'm sorry, we sold out. The next thing you either should think to yourself is, I don't know what I'm doing. I screwed up. It's always on you. You're the business owner. You're the food truck owner. It's always on you if you run out of something. Now, the folks that do barbecue, I'll give you a little bit of slack because I know how expensive the meat is and I know you can only cook so much, but you need to get your promises very consistent. And that comes from doing historical numbers. So if you're going to talk about, I've got 16 ribs today, you should reasonably sell 16 ribs on average. But if you normally sell 25 and you today only have 16, you're probably going to be upsetting nine people. And either they don't come back to your business or you have to trade them off on a product they didn't want to begin with because they're hungry, but you've disappointed them. So have some type of system in place to communicate to your staff so that you don't have to, to have those embarrassing moments of, oh, we ran out, we don't know what we're doing. Your staff should have some type of positioning guide. What I mean by positioning guide is the cashier knows exactly what they should be doing and have all different types of secondary position or secondary jobs to do. Same with your kitchen personnel, no matter what their 
primary function is, they should have secondary functions so they all work together as a team. And they need to be able to walk on the food truck and go, oh, today I'm a cashier. Because I'm going to encourage you to cross-train everybody. Doesn't mean they're the best at it. Not by far does that mean they're the best at it. But you've got to be able to count on those folks to be able to do all the jobs because you never know when somebody's going to be missing. Somebody calls off. Somebody gets hurt. You're not able to, to completely staff. And if you only have one person knows how to run the cash register and they call off, you in trouble. Teach everybody how to do everything. They don't have to be great. They just have to know how to do it and do it right. You need to have some way to track your speed of service. I encourage everyone to get a KDS system, and that's a kitchen display screen or kitchen display system. And what that is is a screen that tells you, hey, you need to make five of this, four of this, six of this. And you know what order to make all those different things and when it's broken down by order. What KDS systems also do is track how long the order has been up in the kitchen. How long did it take it to get bumped off? And that gives you an idea of how fast or slow you really are. Food trucks are all about speed. People that will tell you that people will wait because my food's awesome. No, people wait because they're hungry and you already got their money. They don't have a choice. When they step up and see a line that's 20 people deep, 30 people deep, they will analyze that line for its movement and decide whether to get into it or not. If you don't move the line fast enough, they will not join it. They will leave. But because you're so busy and not paying attention, you don't notice the people at the end of the line that aren't joining. So you have to have a speed of service standard and you have to track it. You have to seriously track it. It's not a number to make you feel good and you brag about it and cheat about it. It's a real number to help you to help the kitchen to get better, to help the cashiers to get better, and to help your business to be more profitable. Here's something that a lot of people have never heard. We all know what a POS is, point of sale. But not too many people know what POP is. POP is point of purchase, and it is in reference to little advertisements that you may have in and around your food truck. Your menu board, for instance, technically is POP. It's a point of purchase material. Let's people know that you have something for sale and is near where they're going to be placing the order so they can remember to order whatever it is that is on that particular point of purchase material. You want to make sure that it is clean and in good condition and is easy to read. You want to stray away from handwritten stuff or definitely unprofessional nonsense on menu boards unless that is part of your persona as a business. If you have the pretty handwriting and it looks awesome, that's great. But scribbles and stuff don't make a whole lot of sense, makes it too hard to read. So be consistent if you're going to go into the handwriting realm, but I suggest that you don't do that. Some other elements to help you get your profitability up and still be consistent across multiple trucks is you want to have some type of system in place to make sure that the food is fresh and it's ready. You have some type of fall chart, some type of prep chart to make sure that the exact amount you need for a particular shift, particular day part, a particular day is consistent and based on history so that you know that today I need to pull out 100 pounds of hamburger meat and get that ready and prepped. You need to have some type of system to keep track of those things. And then an effective waste management system. What happens when stuff expires? Where does it go? How is it counted for? You want to have condiment charts, thaw charts. they got to be posted and updated if it's daily, if it's weekly. But you want to make sure that they are posted and updated. And by a condiment chart, what I mean is if you do squirt bottles, let's say, you should know that it takes five ketchup bottles to get through a shift or it takes seven ketchup bottles, or it takes two mustard bottles, it takes eight barbecue sauce bottles. You should know how many it takes. You shouldn't have to, in the middle of a shift, go, oh, ran 
out. Hang on, let me go fill this up. Because all you've now done is crushed whatever speed of service you did have because you weren't prepared. And you want to make sure that the team members, the people on the truck, understand all of these systems you got in place and can follow them. So let's do one more and then we'll end today. Let's talk about hand washing. Everybody knows hand washing, right? We've been talking about it for the last two years for sure. But here's things that a lot of food trucks don't really pay attention to. The hand washing sink is not obstructed. Do you know how many trucks I've looked at that there's crap in their hand wash sink? There's spray bottles and there's dirty towels and there's pots and pans and stuff overflow from the triple sink. Ah, eh, throw it in the hand wash sink. That means they're not washing their hands. Here's another step. Hands are washed when required. Do you know when your staff should be washing their hands? If you don't, you need to go back and refer to your SurfSafe training or the Certified Food Manager training. You took a different brand other than SurfSafe and see when you're supposed to be washing your hands. Now there's actual procedure for washing their hands. Everybody probably knows it by now, but there's a bunch of people that don't. That needs to be posted so that your staff knows how to properly wash their hands. They have to have paper towels. They have to have paper towel dispenser. They have to be filled up. You have to have gloves ready if, if you do the gloves. And they have to be easily dispensed so that you're not taking your clean hands and getting them all contaminated by touching boxes and all other kind of things. If you're doing antibacterial soap and hand sanitizers, they need to be stocked and the pumps working the way they are expected. Those are the kind of things that you've got to have just in your kitchen to be efficient, to be profitable, to take care of your guests because the hand washing being associated with the profitability is because if you don't wash your hands and you make somebody sick, you're not profitable anymore. So tomorrow we'll be back with another bunch of topics, some more details to help you get your business going as far as if you want to expand to a second truck and what types of details you're going to need. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information useful to your food truck business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button and follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. There's a whole bunch of awesome members there. They've all got your back. And they all of the members range from decades-old veterans to brand-new, just-started-today newbies. We all are there to help each other grow and succeed. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say about the food truck industry.